fragile women Got the melanin dripping L-O-N-D-O-N City girl living in the back Looking like fire chili pepper You're a girl tougher than imperial leather He was getting bitter while she was getting better Diamonds are forever Miss Sierra Leone looking like a gem Works hard Hello and welcome to another edition of Black Girl Squee The podcast where we celebrate black film genius with a I am your co-host, and uh, I am known as Inda's Corner on the Twitters. I'm Didi. I go by Dust Daughter on social media. And together we are at Black Girl Squee on Twitter, and you can also find us there at Tumblr and on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. And uh, you can also find us, uh, well, email us at blackgirlsquee at gmail.com. Um, someone actually does check that account every once in a while, so... Can can you email? Who is it? <laughs> I thought it was you. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast is available, as we said, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and your favorite podcatcher by using our RSS feed. And of course, you can find all of our episodes up on our um, host, blackgirlsqueen.symbolcast.com. A couple of housekeeping notes we have a spoiler policy. As in, we spoil shit and we are not sorry, so we talk about a show, a book, a movie, or something like that. We'll probably spoil it. Also, as you heard at the top of the show, we squeal really loud. We cuss a lot. And not recently, but sometimes, yeah, we do talk about dick. Because we are grown and we are not sorry. But even though we are not doing DWIDP for a while, but, you know, still, something might, something might pop up, so just... Just be prepared. Okay, uh, having said that, we can get into our sweet worthy news. And uh, Didi, why don't you start us off with that? Okay, uh, first bit of news is that Yumi Shal Sindor is named host of Washington Week on PBS. This is a post that uh, Gwen Ifill uh, made a name of herself with when she became moderator on the show. Uh, but Alcindor will replace Robert Costa, who um, filled in after the late, great Gwen Ifill's death. Um, Eiffel also mentored Alcindor in her role as White House correspondent for PBS NewsHour, a role that she still has to this day. Um, Alcindor says, quote, so much of what has guided my journalism is how are vulnerable populations being impacted by these policies? That will be my guiding light, end quote. Alcindor will continue to be a White House correspondent and a contributor to NBC News and in MSNBC. Um, Alcindor continues to say, quote, I know how much Washington Week meant to Gwen and how much she put her stamp on the legacy of the show. I also feel this incredible responsibility to think deeply about taking this on and making it a show that people want to watch, that people will feel is living up to its great legacy, end quote. 
So to Yamish Alcindor, we give a big scream. Of course, uh, many may know her as one of the few black women uh, in the White House press room that got a lot of shit from the former president. Mm-hmm. So, you know, all all she deserves all the good things for yes. putting up with that bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um, the next item in Sweetworthy News, one of our favorites over here, Queen Latifah, is moved and shaking again. Her flavor unit entertainment um, team up with um, Jim Henson Company for a film adaptation of the Conductor's Novel. Uh, flavor unit entertainment, that is Queen Latifah's production company, will work with the Jim Henson Company. We all know Muppets to adapt Nicole Glover's fantasy novel, The Conductors. In the novel, the heroine is a magic user named Hetty, a former conductor on the Underground Railroad who goes on to solve crimes in Antebellum, Philadelphia. And Latifah says of the project, we are excited to partner with Lisa Blanca and the whole Jim Henson company to bring Nicole Glover's story to life. From the moment I first read the book, I was captivated by the world Nicole created, and we are eager to tell a story that would drive forward the importance of diverse and inclusive storytelling. Considering um, what I'm seeing, reactions to Barry Jenkins, the Underground Railroad right now, I'd be really interested to see this because I kind of feel like this would, I haven't read um, the novel, but this would be more to do with, of course, the fantastic elements of some type of, you know, fantastic or magical realism story there and maybe not give a, as much of the trauma portion that was um, happening at that time, which is something that people keep asking for. So I would really like to see how well people support this and, you know, how much people love for it, but we'll just have to see. But for now, we'll just say congratulations to the team and give a big I'm hearing good things about Underground Railroad, by the way. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's Barry Jenkins. So, but, you know, two different approaches to that story. But I don't know. I I, I, I already know I have, I feel, I have to I be feel in the- like people want you can't you can't make hearts and flowers out true. of that period. I yeah, don't know true. what people, but I think people, I think people, that's what some of them want. Yeah, but see, I think this is what made underground work so well because you didn't just have, of course, you had the atrocities there because you cannot get around that, but you also had like romance, you had resistance, you know. You had, you know, you have that. You have that in um, Jenkins Underground Railroad too. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's moments of joy and celebration and community and, and, I, and you know but, what? And I, and I see that dude. Everybody's in love with already. So, I mean, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> and also, nobody told me this, but William Jackson Harper is in this. So, what? Yeah. So. Oh. Nice. Yeah. Um so uh yeah, I don't know. People want yeah. everybody wants something different and when they don't yeah. get what they expect 
uh, they they tear it apart. And yeah. I don't know. I just no. But from what I'm hearing, it's like like people because somebody said, look, Underground Railroad is beautiful, but it's not going to shy away from the the horror horrible aspects of it. So just be prepared for that. But there's so much more there. So I'm like, right. That's kind of when I'm like, okay, but that's kind of what you have to expect with this type of content material. I mean, you can't. I mean, if if you got <clears throat> if you got what you said you wanted, you would say it's dishonest. Yeah. And not real. Yeah. So people are gonna complain either way. I just mm-hmm. it's it is hard being an artist in these days and times. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God! Wait, did you see? You watch a Black Lady Sketch Show, right? Oh, I haven't seen the the latest. What happened? Okay, that's actually a, a really good uh, sketch on that. Uh, kind of addressing addressing this whole thing. It's a, a focus group thing. You should you should see it. It was it was actually pretty funny. Okay. Oh yeah. So all the people like you, Inda, and Katrina Jackson, and uh, you know, all the people on my timeline that do create stuff, just uh, big ups to y'all because. Oh, thank you. Because the way people like to, the lack of reading comprehension. (laughs) (laughs) And also the way people love to misinterpret or only skim the surface in their interpretation of stuff. Ooh, I would have been a gave up. I would have been gave up. But kudos to y'all. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <Just sticking with. laughs> um, okay, so next up in Squeeworthy News, there is a new book from Stacey Abrams. Yes, that's Stacey Abrams, <laughs> uh, from who uh delivered the presidency and two senators <laughs> to Georgia. Um just checking my list. Uh yeah. That looks about right. Um, so Stacy has a new novel. Um, this time it's not a romance. Uh, it is a legal thriller. It's called Where Justice Sleeps. The story follows a young law clerk, clerk who takes over for the Supreme Court justice that she works for when he falls into a coma. The book dropped this past Tuesday, a mere days before news of a TV adaptation was announced. Uh, working Title Television, which is a production company backed by NBC Universal, won the rights to adapt the novel into a TV series. So, big things popping for Miss Abrams. Yay! Um, yeah, so... You know, if she doesn't want to run for governor, I think she still wants to run for governor. But, you know, Kemp and them trying to force these voter registration, uh, those voter uh, suppression bills through to keep her from taking office. But um, if that don't work out, you know, there's always this book thing. (laughs) Yeah, just a little, just a little thing. Yeah, just the side thing. She's been doing for years. Mm-hmm. I think she said she started writing novels when she was in law school. So I'm like, wow. But I'm like, weren't you the one to tell me she wasn't even trying to write romance stuff, but they told her it wouldn't sell? 
if she didn't add that to it. So this sounds mm-hmm. like what she's wanting to do in the first place. I I don't I don't uh no, I might have been some other black person. <laughs> okay. I don't I'm remember sorry. that, but it might have been somebody did that say that she wasn't trying to do romance at first, but they told her it wouldn't sell without it, so that's why she was writing romance. But I feel like this is kind of like what she wanted to write in the first place. Because she was writing the thrillers and stuff and the suspense. Well, not a not a great not a great um thing to say about romance, but you know. Yeah. I'm sure she wouldn't have written that many romances if she didn't like somehow. No, I'm sure she does, but it's like that wasn't what she wanted to write though. So to Stacey Abrams, <laughs> we give a great big And now let's take a trip to Indus Corner. All right. So, uh, well, first of all, some, well, the biggest news, I guess, uh, that's happening right now. Finally, Tina Turner has been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. This is her being inducted as a solo artist. Um, She's already inducted as part of her uh, former husband and um, that duo, that group, which she should have been. But I cannot believe this is the first year she was actually qualified to be in this as a solo artist. Something about that doesn't sit right with my soul. (laughs) But um, finally, she's in... um, in a, excuse me, a lot of this class kind of baffles me, but um, <laughs> she's also in with like Carol King and um, uh, Foo Fighters. Yeah, and Ella Cool J and Kraftwerk and Billy Preston, they're all getting like musical excellence awards, but the official class is Foo Fighters, the Go Go's, Jay Z, Carol King, Todd Rundgren, and Tina Turner, of course. So as uh, performers. And um, yeah, like I said, I think this was yeah, her first year being um, eligible to be nominated to be um, in as a um, uh, solo artist. And in a statement, she says, I'm absolutely thrilled to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm like such amazing artist. And thank you all for your continued love and support over the years. And of course, this is also coming after a really good documentary um, about her. Um, if you didn't see it, it's on Hulu because I think it's on HBO Max that you can find that. I think it's just called Tina. Oh, what's it called? Something else. Anyway, you can find it. But uh, yeah, um, so she's pretty much retired and living her life in Switzerland and just enjoying her legacy. You know, so this is um, one more thing she deserves. And I'm glad that, you know, it's finally happening for her because she worked for it. I mean, if you watch that documentary, you can just see just how hard she has worked over the years and just how she opened that door, kicked it open, paved the way for so many other Black women to be doing what they are doing now even though they're still having to, you know, kick in a few doors of their own, but she made it a little bit easier to get through that door. So congratulations to her, my fellow 
Tennessean, Sagittarius. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so in addition to that, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> sorry. A couple of singles out, Lil Sims, who's a British rapper. She has released a single called Woman. Lorraine James, who I pretty much just discovered last year and releasing her new single, Let's Go. That's from her upcoming album. I forget the name of it, but I think that should be released by the end of the month. That's coming up. And uh, Georgia Smith is already back, is also back with a new EP. I'll be right back. That's why I said that, because my brain works funny. But, um, okay. um, also, a couple of um, other... Um, albums. Um, one of my favorites from a few years back, Missimiu, has released an album called Potions. It's so good. It is so good. And it's, if you know me, you know it is right up my alley. So um, she had released a couple of um, singles before, uh, Watercolor, Secret Secret, and um, I think White Lightning. And she just released the album like last week or so and so you can find that on band campus i picked it up on the last band camp day and uh, also another artist even though i only became familiar with her like a couple of years ago she's actually been around a while honey child coleman she also did a um, ep called sacred love that was also part of you know my band camp day um hall and um I'm just kind of mad because it's only three songs. And so, you know, you just kind of get your head banging really good and it's over. So, but um, take what you can get. But, <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, Black Girls out here just still doing the damn thing. And also, um, I wanted to say I, it actually has been released. Rihanna Giddens' album has been released with, what's his name? Fran- Francesco Teresi, I believe is his name. And that album you can also find on Bandcamp. Yes, I'm just going to keep mentioning that you can find these things on Bandcamp because that is an indie outlet. And if you don't want to um, support the big um, corporate, you know, um, outlets and try to work for something more indie, because Bandcamp is the only one I know who did something like Bandcamp Day, where they um, gave all the um, all the pro- proceeds or profits from, you know, this one day a month to sell to the artist. They didn't have to pay their um, fees, whatever they have to pay to get their stuff listed. So, but I think this was the last month they did it. So, but I'm, I'm going to miss that program. But still, you can find stuff on Bandcamp. You can actually find some really good indie artists on Bandcamp. Because they'll, because some of the artists themselves they have their recommendations when you um, buy their stuff. So you can look at that and how we'll stop going on about that now. So, um, yeah, these are some of the things you can look for um, right now. If you really want to support Black women in music. So that's it. <laughs> and since Enda won't say it, you can listen to archived episodes of the Black Swan Collective on Mixcloud.com slash Lauren. That's mixcloud.com slash I-N-D-A-L-A-U-R-Y-N. Oh, you can probably look for something new on that um, in a couple of weeks or a few weeks. So be on the lookout. I haven't totally abandoned it. It's just not as frequent. 
New Inda. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. Um, we can move on to our next segment. Sometimes we just need to rent. And it is called Catch the Fade. And so, what we, because uh, I know there's a lot of stuff going on right now, but some of that just makes me want to cry. So, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, you know exactly what I mean. So, just going to go on about some bullshit that's closer to home. Uh, you may have heard, if you remember, Simone Missick was the lead of a courtroom drama on um, CBS called All Arise. Well, after two seasons, it has now been canceled. And even though I will cop to being when I, I didn't watch that show, this show, it's, it's not being, it wasn't necessarily low ratings that get, got the show canceled. It was drama behind the scenes. And of course, it's white people wiping as yeah. hard as they can. Yeah. And that's what fucked up the entire thing. So re- what happened, I'm looking at Shadow and Nat because they uh, have an article about, you know, the whole thing here. It says that the creator and showrunner, Greg Spottiswood, was accused of misconduct last August. D. Harris Lawrence of David Makes Man was brought in to work with him initially However, Spottiswood ended up being fired altogether in March, and Lawrence held the remaining episodes herself. As reported in August of 2020, several writers left the show citing issues with the series' gender and race portrayals. And um, this was actually, like in the New York Times, they reported that five of the seven original writers, including three of the series' leading writers of color, would not come back for the second season after arguing with Spottiswood regarding depictions of minorities and gender. But that decision was made to keep was made to keep him as a showrunner but pair him with a black female co- corporate coach. Hmm. That's not going to do anybody any good cuz nobody wants to work with him. But it's like why do y'all just keep will do everything in your power to keep to give white, white people yeah, to give white people all the chances in the world. Right. The minute, the minute somebody somebody of color fucks up, they don't get a second chance. They're just out. Yeah. And also, you may remember Chernod Arnold Edwards, who kind of came on a Sleepy Hollow like during the third season, for, no, the second season, for pretty much the same reasons to try to save, you know, that show and what, you know, they could with the, because um, they you saw what happened with that. And so, and she came and then she kind of went very quietly from that show. Cause you know, telling what the fuck went down on that, but she revealed that the writer, she said, quote, had to do so much behind the scenes to keep these scripts from being racist and offensive. Mm-hmm. And she mentions that an episode that was written by a, a white uh, writer, Greg Nelson featuring a Latinx gang antagonizing Los Angelinos with machetes. And great, great. Stuff. Yeah, wow. and there's a, a Latina actor actor on that. Sarah, um, um, Lindsay Mendez. She plays Sarah Castillo in the series. She refused to act in the episode. 
And the Latinx writer on the show called the script into question. So they had to ask the machete idea after, you know, Spottiswood learned that Mendez was refusing to act in the episode. And another writer, Sunil Nayar, left after his concerns about the show's portrayal of people of color and black people in particular weren't addressed. Um, Nayar is a showrunner on um, a ABC show, Revenge. He said that Spottiswood hired me to be his brown guy. Yeah, this is all shit that's happening behind the scenes. Right. And I know that all the time, you know, we say, you know, we need representation in front of the camera as well as behind the camera. But this is what the fuck they have to deal with. Right. right. It's, it's so frustrating. It is so frustrating. And I'm. And it's just also, you know, because, I mean, I was happy for Simone Missick, you know, having a, a lead you know, in the show because I loved her as Misty Knight and Luke Cage. And, you know, this was kind of a big deal because CBS is really not known for any people of color, you know, in lead roles, especially in drama, because that network is just lily white as all fuck. Yeah. I mean, that's the channel that everybody knows pretty much caters to old white people. Yep. Yeah, it just uh, makes and, sense. And if you, I, and I think the other day there were a whole bunch of cancellations from ABC. Oh, of yeah. A lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, shows with diverse yeah. casts. So. Yeah, I know mixed it got mixedish got yeah. canceled. I know that got canceled. But I'm actually kind of surprised, to be honest. Really surprised at that, but. Like I said, ain't no telling what's happening behind the scenes in your soul. Now I'm kind of really worried about the equalizer. I think that got renewed, but actually I don't think it, there's any word on that one. But, you know, that's actually a pretty diverse cast in itself. Of course, Queen Latifah is leading. One of her, the people she works with is an Asian woman. She's married, her, her character is married to Adam Goldberg. And, that, and of course... Uh, Queen Latifah's aunt, and that is Lorraine Toussaint, and she has a daughter on the show too. And so, and the guy that they're setting up to kind of be her love interest, and all black man. So really, yeah. they're gonna do this with a guy? Really? This is what <laughs> we doing? Okay, girl. Sorry, <laughs> you girl. I'm just gonna say on Queen Latifah's behalf, that's probably complicated for her. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm hey, don't ever, don't ever doubt her acting chops. Ever. Exactly, exactly. But you know, and that's uh, kind of, the yeah. the equalizer has been renewed for season two. Okay, good, good. So I actually did start watching, and I need to catch up on it. And it's a it's an entertaining show. I like her in this. I really do. This. It, it kind of does mean a lot to me to see a woman her age, a black woman her age in this type of in this type of role, even though she is, you know, ex-CIA. And we'll 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 um we'll work out our feelings on that <laughs> you know, later. Okay. Get them checks, Queen. Get them exactly. checks. That's actually my main feeling. <laughs> yeah. I ain't mad enough for working. Hey. 
just just know she is acting every second. Yes. Acting. Yes. <laughs> acting. Acting. <laughs> Black actors. Yes. Um, okay, but yeah. Um. Yeah, that's. Uh, but yeah, I'm just. It's just. Oh, I hope things are okay at the, behind the scenes on that show because this just. It's just. Oh, I just want to scream at this because that is some bullshit that was happening on All Rise. Just some bullshit. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, gotta move on. And hey, this yeah. time, <laughs> uh, speaking of the other other stuff that got, um, okay, yeah, canceled. Um, yeah, you mentioned mixed dish. There's for life. Oh, yeah. They're um, a legal drama um, starring. Yeah, that was ABC. Mm-hmm. Um, they're looking. They're looking for a new network, but oh, who I knows? Hope they find it. Um, oh, and they're not moving forward with with some pilots um, of comedies. One of them is called Black Don't Crack. So mm. I'm assuming that one has people. Oh, um, but we'll never know because the pilot's not. <laughs> Nobody's <laughs> moving forward with the pilot, so you can see where ABC is with their stuff. They're just getting rid of people of color. It might be because the creator of Mixed Dish and all that, you know, he went to Netflix like Shonda did. Uh-huh. That's right. But That's they're, right. they're still keeping Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy has been on like twenty years. That show will never die. It's almost it's like Supernatural. <laughs> I can't believe that show is still on, yeah. and I never know it's still on until it's in season. And and pe- it's not even because people are talking about it. It's like I might see, you know, one of the outlets I follow do like a recap. So I'm like, what? This show is still on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Like who all over there? Yeah, who who all over that? That's a good ass <laughs> question. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> People still bugging Sandra O oh about coming back. Like she's Sandra. got her own show. She's on Invincible now too. Doing yeah, I was about to say she's doing something else now. Like she's got she's got two three other checks coming yeah. to her. She don't need. Sandra and the royalty check from Grey's Anatomy. She don't. She don't need to go back. Sandra has moved on. She has moved on. Y'all should too. Yes. Um. So, before we leave out of Catch the Fade, just want to send love and solidarity to the people to in Palestine. Yes. Um. You know, I can't. I can't get behind what president of this country is saying vice president of this country so they can catch the fade for those really out of touch comments and for giving aid to people who are committing genocide so Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah they can catch all the fades for that Actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. 
So yeah. <laughs> now we just we're gonna get more in the giving us <laughs> womanist vocab. Yeah, I actually have womanist vocab this because this has just been bugging me. Yes. So our womanist vocab word today is critical race theory. And so I'm just going to read you how one of the creators and um, pioneers of it, you may know her from such hits as Intersectionality. Yes. Dr. Kimberly Crenshaw. And this is what she says critical race theory is. Critical race theory is a practice. It's an approach to grappling with a history of white supremacy that rejects the belief that what's in the past is in the past and that the laws and systems that grow uh, from that past are detached from it. Critical race theory attends not only to law's transformative role, which is often celebrated, but also to its role in establishing the very rights and privileges that legal reform was set to dismantle. Like American history itself, a proper understanding of the ground upon which we stand requires a balanced assessment, not a simplistic commitment to jingoistic accounts of our nation's past and current dynamics. And you can actually find that um, explainer um, on CNN.com from uh, October of last year uh, from that. um, Because she says all of this and there's just a kind of a succinct uh, discussion of what critical race theory is because they are really, really, really pushing to get rid of critical race theory in academia right now. I mean, if you noticed last year when um, everything was getting cut, like where are we going to cut back and all that, notice that all of types of ethnic studies um, departments and um, divisions were being chopped up. Yeah. And like, so yeah, like you are expendable. We don't need you. And people, white lab, White people just get really, really upset about critical race theory, not because, because I put it this way, it doesn't exactly treat people of color like ethnographic or anthropology um, anthropology subjects, right. but it makes them think about being white as well, and that's what yeah. they can't handle. They, yeah, I think they feel like it's an indictment on whiteness, and Many times because of the subject matter, it might be. Mm-hmm. They just got to fucking deal with it. We had to fuck. We have to fucking cope with it. Yeah. But this is. But we're never gonna get beyond racism one hundred and one conversations if we continue to to ban or um try to dismiss critical race theory. Because according to this, this says that I'm a racist and I can't be a racist. We're ne- yeah, and we're never gonna we're never gonna get beyond racism one oh one until people get get past that. Yeah. Accept it and get over it. Like, okay, because because I live here and because I've been indoctrinated in white supremacy, yes. Mm-hmm. I'm probably racist. Okay. What can I do about it? What can I do about learning anti-racism? What can I do about, I mean, start there people. Cause, cause I'm not the one don't come to me with, 
don't come to me with this the, these basic ass questions. Don't and do don't it. Come, and don't come in with your tears either. I'm 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 not here to name you. Right. Google is free. And, and people there say, are people, oh well we don't know what to Google. And also, there are people who do get paid to teach about these things, but they are trying to cut them out of academia right now. Mm-hmm. Some of them are even white. Go, go talk yeah. to you. you know. yeah, if you are, I mean, if you're comfortable talking to a white person, that's, or maybe if you're most comfortable or only comfortable talking to a white person, that's probably part of the problem. Right. But, True. You know, and sometimes, sometimes these white folks right or get on curl all the way over. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm-hmm. they don't have the full three sixty of it. So y'all just y'all just gonna have to read some black folks books. Yeah, and you know the ones that y'all bought all last summer, right? And never read. Yeah, they never I fucking mean, read Amanda. I know they look good, you know, in the Zoom chat, you know, sitting behind you on your bookshelf. But, you know, take them off the shelf sometime and, you know. Read them motherfuckers. Yeah. Lord. Okay, this could have been Touch the Fade. (laughs) It could have been. But, yeah. I'm like, you know what? I actually, this is actually what I wanted to define last week. I couldn't remember what it was or last time. I couldn't remember what it was. I'm like, there was something I did want to talk about, but I couldn't remember because I'm old. <laughs> All right. I'm older. We're going to make it. We got yeah, it done yeah. today. Yes. <laughs> so get into it. Critical race theory. Yes. Okay. So I guess that means we have done a show. And so, like we said, I am Enda at Enda's Corner, and my co-host is Didi at Dust Daughter. Together, we are at Black Girl Squee. You can find us there on Twitter, Tumblr, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. And you can also email us at blackgirlsquee at gmail.com. And like I said, I think Didi might be the one to check that. <laughs> so you can find oh. us. Oh, <laughs> You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and your favorite podcatcher by using our RSS feed. Of course, all of our episodes are up at our host at blackgirlspeed.com. So, until next time, bye. Bye. I'm going to do a computer. Ha 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 ha.